Welcome to Date Yourself, the podcast. I'm your host, Amber, and no matter if you're married or single, I think the world would be a better place if we all dated ourselves. During this podcast, we discuss being unapologetically yourself, ditching the bullshit, and tuning into more peace by making joy a choice. Through listening to this podcast, you might create a lifelong glow up, just saying. It's time you start appreciating yourself more and date yourself. In this episode, I want to talk to you about friendships, navigating the difficulties, expectations, jealousy from breakups, but also the sister wound. Why do we keep comparing with other women? And there is also this beautiful rise up of women's circles, women coming together, women supporting women, right? I want to get into that. And I want to start with having expectations in friendships, because I see this a lot where someone has made up some rules in their mind of how the friendship should be and those rules are sometimes not communicated and that's where a lot of conflict can arise right it's pretty interesting to talk about these expectations of friendships for example i have two friends who are really bad texters and i love them but i used to not understand why they would reply like two weeks later I would feel a little bit agitated to be like, do you not care about me? What what is this about, right? Until I talked about it. And they were like, yeah, I just forget sometimes or I think that I've already replied. Another friend just doesn't like it. She prefers to... I actually have three friends who... Ah, one is getting better. (laughs) We're not great texters. But that's okay for me. Now, I needed to understand it. I needed to adjust my expectations within texting with friends. And now I get it. I get that people are really busy sometimes. I get that they don't always remember to check in or to reply. But they still want to see me. They still put in effort in different ways. And so those expectations are pretty important, right? They have different expectations than I had in the beginning. But after talking about how they see, for example, texting, I totally understand and I'm okay with them replying later to me. I don't really see that as much as a problem as I used to. And I'm fine with it. It's like you take care of you first. Uh, I'm happy that you, like, if you're busy, like, take your time. That's okay with me. But I can imagine that if you do really love to check in with your friends every once in a while to be like hey how you're how are you doing whatever and you're not more of the let's see each other in person kind of friend that can become kind of a conflict right you might say like hey you should be replying to me and so where do you compromise where do you talk about these expectations Um, because if you don't talk about them that could potentially be a problem, right? Um, And also, everyone has different kinds of expectations. So one of the questions that I want to ask you for your friendships is, what do you need in a friendship? Because if you do want that close, like, text contact, that's totally valid as well. If you don't want to compromise on that, that's okay too. And so we are all different in that, but it's really important to adjust expectations, talk about expectations, because you cannot see in someone else's head, right? And um, everyone is so different. And so I think that can be really helpful navigating these difficulties within friendships. 
and then the equal give and take. So sometimes we figure out that we might have been giving a lot more than someone else's. And there are a lot of different reasons for why someone would be doing that, right? Maybe someone has a rough mental health patch and they just cannot really reach out that much or give as much. Or something is going on in their personal life or they haven't really learned how to do that or they have different expectations, right? And so what is important is that question of what do you need in a friendship? Again, if it's really draining you, if it is weighing heavy on you, if you feel more alone within the friendship than alone, that's a pretty big sign to me at least. If you feel really drained after um, communicating with a friend, if you feel really drained about reaching out a lot and not giving a lot back, those are really important pointers to realize how you really feel about the friendship. From personal experience, I have been kind of the mom friend in groups or the therapy friend even. Um, This wasn't a period where I was not really appreciating myself as much. I was thinking that if I would give my friends a lot, that they will appreciate me and I would be like safe, right? This is kind of the people pleasing mechanism. If I give you a lot, you will appreciate me. And so I will, you will like need me. So I'm kind of solidifying my place in your life. It's kind of a manipulating kind of um, mechanism, right? And so I wanted to step out of that because I was recognizing this pattern within myself. And I was like, this doesn't really feel good. I also feel really drained and people are not giving me as much as I'm giving them. And like, that's okay to an extent, I think, because we also go through periods, right? Where it's not 50-50, it might be 80-20 and then reversed. And that's okay. But if it's for a long period of time, it can become a problem, right? And so I was kind of stepping out of my own pattern and I was setting more boundaries. I was loving myself a lot more. And so I was in a very different energy. But that is confusing sometimes if you see someone change and maybe pull back their energy. And so I had changed so much that it just didn't fit anymore. And so I chose to let those people go because what I needed within a friendship had become pretty different from what was. And so sometimes we need to close a door so another one can open. And I have had a lot of guilt around letting friendships go. I know that other people around me have that as well. There's kind of this weird thought that if you know people for a really long time, they kind of become like family and you just, you cannot, you have to protect them. You can never let them go. I think that that's not really healthy, especially if you need different things and you both know that it isn't working anymore. And there is also the fear of hurting people that you really, really care about. I definitely struggled with that. I've also let, especially if you are the one letting the friend go, right? If you are the one who's kind of like being dumped, um, that is also so painful because you wonder why sometimes someone just disappears, goes to you. And yeah, that can be that can be a really painful experience, right? And so you know that you are kind of doing that to the other person as well. I've also had like friend breakups where we were able to really communicate about it and we like wished each other. And every case is different, right? It is just really painful, but it can also happen in a really mature matter where you just wish each other well and you both see that it might not be working for the other person or you try to understand 
why someone is saying goodbye. And I have those experiences as well. It's just really important to realize what you need and to take care of yourself in that way. And so sometimes you can grow with each other. Sometimes the other person is growing a little bit faster and the other one is catching up. And sometimes it just really grows apart. I also think that we meet different types of people in our lives at different stages of our life. My friends now, my circle is like totally renewed, totally different than a few years ago. Also, some people came back. That's also what can happen, right? I didn't speak to those friends for three years because we were at different stages of our life and now we resonate again. And so now we are back to being like best friends. These are really beautiful connections. And I'm really grateful that they uh, came back into my life. That's something that can happen as well. You resonate later in life again. And I also have new friends that I have learned a lot from that help me uh, grow and change. And I'm also really grateful for them as well. And I think that I've met those people at those stages in my life where I needed that most. And that's kind of what happens. And so, like I said, when you close one door, another one opens and that's definitely happened for me multiple times like I said I have a totally different friend group now because what I needed in my old friends is not what I got Um, I kind of felt insecure I kind of felt lonely and I now have a group of friends that makes me feel really good about myself and I think that that's really important because you deserve to feel safe and Like my friends are like my cheerleaders and that's such a beautiful energy to feel from your friends. You just really feel supported and I just know that we're good. Like we don't have to text all the time. Um, Some other friends we do and that's lovely. I just know that we're good. I just know that there is not a lot of jealousy. There's not a lot of comparing. There's just wishing the best for each other. And that is something that I didn't really experience before. And this is called the sister wound, where we as women are really looking at each other. We're comparing. We are competitive and we tend to not trust each other. And this is traced back to not that long ago. This is kind of... I'm going to give you a brief history lesson here. Um, because I this is the third... No, fourth time that I'm recording this episode because I got so into this subject of the sister wound which is the reason why we are still competitive and still comparing ourselves to other women and this is where i see the most problems within friendships when that happens right before i'm going to get into the sister wound i want to give uh, two disclaimers first one being i'm talking from my point of view i live in europe and i'm going to talk about the witch hunt Um, Which is my second disclaimer. It might be different from other parts in the world and it might be more present in other parts of the world. What I'm going to be talking about. Also going to talk a little bit about the witch hunt, which can trigger a lot of fear if you are currently mourning the loss of someone who uh, has maybe been murdered through the wars that are going on right now. So I just want to give that disclaimer. I don't want to trigger you in any way. Uh, So... With all my love, just skip ahead. But this sister wound goes back a long, long time ago. So we used together as women in groups to tell stories, to share our knowledge. And we had this system, a beautiful system of the maiden, the mother and the crow. The maiden was also, you can refer to her as the virgin, the the woman that is just 
becoming a woman, right? And then the mother, but the mother is pretty self-explanatory. And then the crow is the old wise woman with a lot of knowledge because she has lived a long life already, right? And so there was this beautiful exchange of wisdom in these three archetypes. Women would gather, they would eat together, they would perform healing rituals, singing together, dancing together, and sharing this knowledge. And so during the 18th century, the witch hunt began. And this was the killing of innocent lives of women because the gathering of these women was kind of an offense towards the church. It, because women are pretty powerful when they are brought together, right? And so men were gaining more power and they saw these women gathering and sharing knowledge with each other as a threat. The church had been in uprising and so men were taking control over the power that these women had by murdering them. And some of them were witches. Wicca is a real thing. But most of these women that were murdered were not even doing any type of witchcraft. It was just a slaughter of innocent lives. And you can read about this. It's really interesting, actually. So what happened in this time, which is why we are still kind of put up against each other and still not trusting each other and still uh, pointing out each other's flaws and comparing ourselves is because enable to be able to survive you had to tell on other women yeah kind of had to be the snitch to say like yeah my neighbor is a witch if you did that your life would be spared it was a survival technique that put women against each other if you told on another women your life would be spared and so of course what would happen is you would were trying to survive and so and this is still kind of ingrained in us. I want to ask you, because I've recorded this more than one times, right? The first time I was recording this, I was scared to even talk about the witch hunt. Which is crazy because it's the 18th century. Even now I have difficulty talking about it. My throat is becoming a little bit hoarse. I feel a little bit held back in what I'm trying to talk about. My words are a little bit more messy. And so there is still fear in me talking about this because it became illegal to be powerful as a woman as a woman in that time it became illegal together as women to share knowledge to speak your voice in that time it became illegal you would be murdered if you spoke up not that long ago um a hundred to 150 years ago women would have to get the permission to speak in a room from their men we did not have a voice we have been suppressed for a long as time it's not that long ago if you look at the greater span of things our power has been undermined so 1960 is the time where my grandmas even even before that went to school to learn how to cook how to clean how to please their men so there is this uh, blog post from Hannah Kuppe who is a Dutch author that came across this school book for this school for being kind of a housewife right in the book it says to just have sex 
with your men because it has to happen. It doesn't have to be enjoyable. You just have to get it over with and make sure to make some noises at the end so he feels appreciated. That's 1960. That's something that my grandmothers were taught in school. And so it hasn't been that long ago that we are now having our reclaimed our power back over our own bodies, over our own decisions, because we can make our own money. We're not dependent on a man anymore. This is where the sister wound is the most visible. You still see it in programs like The Bachelor, where there are a group of women who are competing for this one man. Not that long ago, we could only survive if we had a good husband, if we had someone who had money, because we could not make our own money. So we were dependent on a man. And so what would we do? We would compare each other to other women. We would be jealous if someone else got a really good man, right? We would talk behind each other's backs. Also because we could not do a lot more besides cooking and cleaning. Like, if you think back to this, it's like, get a life. But we did not have one. Um, We were forced into this type of life, right? And so, unable to survive, we had to be this beautiful woman who kind of had become this, like, lust object because we were... We couldn't really use our voices, so what were we good for, right? This, of course, has changed. But, like I said, we still have programs like The Bachelor where women are competing over a man. And so it's still pretty present. I also know more women in my life that has have been sexually assaulted than women that have not been. And I'm not saying that all men are bad. I love men. I think that it's just a pattern that is pretty present still. And that's why I want to talk to you about this and I know it's a pretty heavy subject like I said I am scared to talk about this my throat is kind of hurting like it's trying to kind of keep it in I'm not really feeling free to talk about this I feel a little bit scared to talk about this while I don't have to because I'm living in a time where I can speak my mind which I'm doing right now I'm talking to you about this because it's a pattern that is still here and the only thing that can help us break a pattern is to become aware of it. And so what happens with women friendships is that we fall back into this pattern. The only way I think that we can change it is by seeking out the women who are ready to change this narrative around. For example, seek out the women that support other women. I know that this has been kind of this beautiful movement of women supporting women to create more equality, to support other uh, business owners, right? To give other women a voice and to not compare, not to compete with each other. I think if you can find women in your space like that, you might have to join a community. There are a lot of online communities. I have my own online community because of this as well, Alignment Academy, where you are encouraged to be your true self or you are encouraged to feel good enough about yourself already to not have to be perfect i would love to hear your thoughts about this as well i think it's a pretty complex issue actually but why are we like fighting over what she has or what she does or how she looks right it's pretty ridiculous because if you would feel good enough about yourself already if you are loving yourself you don't need to compare 
you don't need to bring another person down but it still happens a lot right and so the way that we change this is to show women what else is possible to cheer them on to be an example of how you can make other women feel instead as well that's how you break a pattern to show an alternative to see what works better but also to name it for example if someone is talking behind someone else's back don't join them just say like that ah, that's not really my thing i don't do that that's also how you break the pattern it's become so normal and it's also become so normal to compare and to compete if you don't want to be in this pattern anymore interrupted by naming something that you love about another woman by encouraging them by joining forces by coming together by sharing wisdom join a women's circle to feel safe with other women to experience what that is like find women who love supporting other women to feel uplifted to, to have that experience of feeling good enough already that's how you change that it's by seeking out a different narrative it's about being the example and i think that this is so important to further break this cycle and i think that we can totally do this because if you look at the past 10 years like body positivity women supporting women those are all movement me too movement those are all movements of women seeking out community and speaking up and finding their voices and accepting themselves is radical self-love because it has to happen and it is because we are moving out of this old cycle but like i said there are still <laughs> we're still watching the bachelor i know a lot of people who have been sexually assaulted still um and those are really heavy subjects but i also think that that just comes through the old paradigm it being normal and it isn't normal Talking behind someone's back is not normal. Feeling really insecure, insecure to compare yourself with other women on social media isn't normal. It has become the norm, but it isn't normal. And so we have to be, it sounds really corny, but we have to be the change. If you support other women, if you seek out those who support you, you can really see the different side. And I love gathering with women. I love learning from older women i love teaching younger women and women are so magical we can really hold space for each other we can really be that solid safe foundation for each other to come home to to get inspired to feel the love to re-energize because we just get each other and like that jealousy and the comparing can really scar us, can really make us distrust other women. So please be a safe space for other women to show what else is possible. If you are doing that, I'm sending you so much love. Uh, keep, keep it going. Keep it going because we need you. We need you to be that example. I'm also doing my best. I am giving a beautiful workshop this month about feeling good enough about yourself right now so you don't try to be perfect all the time and compare yourself because that's just exhausting but sometimes the reason that we do that is because we haven't learned how to appreciate ourselves how to feel good enough about ourselves this is also the pattern that's because we have been in that pattern of being that the best woman to survive because we haven't learned that it's okay to speak up for ourselves, then we're a bitch, right? 
it's the old programming. And so you can also change that programming and I would love to help you do that in my workshop, in my meditation and EFT session in Alignment Academy, my women's circle. Basically, it's my community with for like-minded people like you who love to feel good about themselves, to choose joy, to come back to themselves, to learn about themselves and to join with other people like you. You are invited. I would love to see you there. This was the episode for today. It's... um. Pretty complicated one. If you ask me, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions about this. This is just from my personal point of view. But I really hope that it brought you some insights and you can move forward with more confidence and feel good about yourself. Something you love and I hope to speak to you soon. Bye.